0: Well, good morning. Happy Sabbath. Thank you, Ebony, for that wonderful, wonderful special music. It's one of my favorite songs, and I often turn to it. In fact, during summer camp, we have what's called Passion Play Friday Night, where we have the life story of Jesus, and that's one of the songs we do play in the middle of that uh, skit, Oh, the Goodness of God. Amen? Amen. He has been good to us, and we're celebrating his goodness today. You know, I I must uh, admit to you that as I drove up here and got out of my car, I felt a cold welcome, (laughs) not the March welcome that I was hoping for. But then, of course, in here, it's warm, a little too warm, isn't it, with all these bodies? Don't you just love people who complain about everything? Too cold and too warm. You know, today is a celebration in the reality that heaven rejoices with us. You know, the Bible says there's joy in heaven. When one, and we have four, right? We have four. And so there's joy. And so today, my message is for the four of you. The rest of you can listen in. And if you want to take a nap, I will... Won't feel bad. That's okay. You can catch up on that. But I want to encourage you today and challenge you at the same time. Because every time you open the Word of God, it ought to encourage you, and it ought to challenge you. And if you're not encouraged and challenged, maybe you need the Holy Spirit to come and speak to you again through His Word. Amen. And so if you don't mind, let us pause one more time and ask the Holy Spirit to speak as we uh, come to his word. Let us pray. Gracious Father, what a privilege for us to be witnesses today of the power of salvation. That even today, your spirit moves on hearts, transforms lives. leads people into a saving relationship with you. And so even today we ask Father that you pour out your spirit that as we open your word may we be drawn to Jesus may even today decisions be made for eternal life. And that many of us yea even all of us would one day So I, as Christ is uplifted, Father, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my thoughts be acceptable in your sight. For Jesus is my rock, my strength, and my redeemer. And in his sight In 2019, I had the privilege to join about 60,000 young people at Oshkosh, Wisconsin, for what is called the International Camperie. These 60,000 people come from all over the world, even from Africa and Europe and Asia. The only place I didn't see any is from Antarctica. I didn't see any penguins coming in. But we gathered for about five days— To rejoice together and to encourage one another that this world is not our home, that we're part of a family, and that we are heading home. One of the highlights of that time together is I got to meet uh, another youth director from Ukraine. The youth director of of 60,000 people, I I run into the Ukrainian youth director. And so we've got a chance to exchange. Uh, information, and maybe envision together that if the Lord and his wisdom allows us, we would like to take some young people to Ukraine. And right after our decision, 2020 hit, and you know what happened in 2020, things closed down. And I was hoping as things open up, maybe one day we could do a trip to Ukraine. And that didn't materialize, as you know why. About a week or so ago, I get a WhatsApp from him. Um, that's how we keep in touch. And he says this. He says, hello, Edward. This was Sabbath, February 26th. I ask you and your youth and your church communities to pray for an end to war in Ukraine. We need your prayer like never before. And then as 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 we talked a little more, Then later on, he says, thank you very much for your prayers. We really need them. There is a real war in Ukraine. You know, instead of leaving the country, God's people are staying there to bring hope. To talk about a peace that passes understanding. And while we're praying for peace now, we understand that the Bible says in this world, it's heading towards the wrong direction. And that we will never have true peace. Only when Jesus comes will there be true peace. And so the, the encouragement today is that you're part of God's kingdom. The challenge is that you're strangers here. How do you apply the two? If you have your Bibles, I invite you to go to the Sermon on the Mount. And, and some of you may, may be thinking Sermon on the Mount, in, in Mount on, on, on Matthew chapter 5. But it's true that Jesus one day went up to a hill, not a mountain. It's considered a mountain in Israel. It was a hill overseeing the Sea of Galilee. He sat down and he started teaching the people. But do you know that there's a Sermon on the Mount of the Old Testament, the original Sermon on the Mount, the one that Jesus immersed in, in his life, the one that he used to share his Sermon on the Mount. And that Sermon on the Mount is found in Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is a poem, a poem that I believe that was written by David, If you don't believe me, maybe when we get to heaven, we can both go up to David and ask him. And if you win, I'll give you some mangoes out of my mango tree. And if you win, I get ten mangoes from your mango tree. The point is that this is an acrostic poem, which means that it goes through the Hebrew alphabet that has 22 letters in it. Aleph, Beth, Gimel, Dalit, Hay, and so on. What's unique about this is that you have eight verses for each letter. So 22 times 8 today is 176. And so what that means is it's 176 verses. What's unique in the Hebrew is under the heading of Aleph, every section begins with the letter A. That's very unique. Then when you get to Beth, every section begins with the letter B. When you get to Gimel, every section begins with the letter G. Not only is it poetic and beautiful, but it is the Mount of Blessings of the Old Testament. What does that mean? It means it is the disciples' study of what it means to follow Jesus. Now, in the Hebrew alphabet, every letter has a meaning. So, Aleph means first. It's the first letter of the alphabet. It also means ox. Beth means house. Gamel means house. Camel, and so on. Daleth means door, and we could continue. But the Hebrew alphabet is set up in a way that even the letters have meanings. Like, for example, Aleph, the first, the first thing in life. Verse 1 Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Verse 2 Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. One thing you note about Psalm 119, about being the follower of God, is that almost every verse talks about the law or the testimony or the instruction of God. And they're all the same. For the law of God is the teaching of God. The law of God is the instruction of God. The law of God is the testimony of God. The law of God is the character of God. And so, in essence, all 176 verses remind us That in order to follow God, we are to immerse in his teachings. All right? So, blessed. Another word for that is happy. Do you want to be happy? Everybody wants to be happy. How to be happy? Happy are the ones who walk in the law of the Lord. Blaise Pascal said there are three types of people in the world. Three types. Those that are wise and Happy. The first group is wise and happy. They're wise and happy is because they found God and are serving Him. The second group, they are wise and unhappy. They are wise and unhappy because they are seeking for God, but they're unhappy because they haven't found Him yet. They're not in a deep personal relationship with Him. Thus they're still seeking. They're wise, they're seeking. And the third group are the foolish and unhappy. Those are the ones who are not even searching for God. This week I had a chance to go visit a university and sit down with a young man. And my heart broke as this young man shared with me that he had made a decision in his heart that he's not going to consider God. He knows God exists, but he's choosing to live life according to his own desires. And my heart broke for him because I know what it meant. He was choosing a burden that is heavy. So I asked him, are you happy? He said, no. That's why I'm searching. I'm unhappy. And it was hard for me to tell him, you will not find happiness choosing your own desires. Happiness only comes in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I had a chance to tell him, that's how you were created. Imagine buying a Ferrari and driving at 15 miles an hour all the time. You've missed the point of a sports car. Did you not? And when we choose to live a life apart from God, we were created for better. We were created for something more. We were created to live with God forever. And when we settle for less, we miss out on the potential of why we were created. Well, Aleph is not the one I want to spend time on. I want to get to Gemel. And and to get there, we have to go through Beth. And I shared with you that Beth means what? House. Some of you are still paying attention. Beth means house. Now, you remember Jacob. As he was running from home, he encountered God in a dream. And he called the name of the place what? Bethel. Which means what? House of God. El is God, Beth is house. And you also know that Jesus was born in what town? And he is known as what? The bread of life. And Bethlehem, lehem is bread. And Beth is what? Jesus, the bread of life, was born in the town of the house of bread. Okay? And so anytime you run across a city in the Bible with Beth, like Bethesda... That's not the house of Seventh-day Adventists. It is the house of grace. Beth Bethpage and so on. House. And so while Olive tells you how to find happiness, Beth tells you how to remain in that dwelling of happiness. Because you could find it and leave. And it is for young people. Verse 9. Young people, how can you remain in the house of happiness? Verse 9, how can a young man cleanse his way? Here it is by taking heed according to your word. The best way to remain in the house of happiness, according to Beth, is to create good habits. And these habits include heeding God's word, according to verse 9. Verse 11, hiding God's word in your heart. Verse 13, sharing God's word. Verse 15, meditating upon God's word. And verse 16, rejoicing in God's word. Those are the habits that we are to create while we're young to remain in the house of happiness. Habits are very important but then we get to Gamel, and Gamel means what? Who remembered? Almost. It's an animal, camel. In fact, the word for camel is Gamal. Gamel, Gamal, camel. And let's go through verse, uh, these these eight eight verses quickly. Verse seventeen: Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. Verse 20. My soul breaks with longing for your judgments at all times. Verse 21. You rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments. Verse 22. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Verse 23. Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant complains all day about it. Are you following along? What does God's servant do when people come against him? Oh, meditates on your statutes. Yeah, they don't don't tweet about it. They meditate about God's goodness. Verse 24, your testimonies also are my delight and my counselor's. Three key words I want to bring out, and that is the first word of verse 17, 18, and 19. The first word word of verse 17 is gamal, translated as deal bountifully. The first word of verse 18 is gala, which means open. And the first word of verse 19 is ger, which is stranger. What does it mean to live as God's faithful servants in a world that we know ends in catastrophe it means that we are strangers that we pray that our eyes are open and that we ask God to deal bountifully with us strangers let me talk about that for a moment you know David when he wrote this he knew the history of Israel that they were strangers in Egypt that they journeyed through the wilderness He knew the stories of Abraham who said, I'm a stranger looking for a country and a city whose builder and maker is God. In fact, Paul chimes in in Philippians 3.20, Our citizenship is where? You know, I'm a Hungarian born in Romania living in Ohio. If there ever was a stranger, you're looking at one. I have no country. I dabble in three languages, and any language I try to speak, they ask, what, where is your uh, uh, accent from? I have no home. And it's just a reminder that my citizenship is in heaven. Growing up in Romania, as a Hungarian, there was always conflict and tension between Hungarians and Romanians. And it was one thing that I always had my parents remind me, Though you're a Hungarian, don't be a big Hungarian. In other words, your citizenship is in heaven. We're not to lower ourselves into the politics of this world. It doesn't matter who is the president. Jesus is Lord of Lords. It doesn't matter where you're born. It matters where your citizenship is. And according to scripture, we have been giving a message of reconciliation. We have become ambassadors of a country whose founder and maker is God. You are not an ambassador of America. You are not an ambassador of Romania or Ukraine or Hungary. You are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ for your citizenship is in heaven. Therefore, we are strangers here. So then we are to act like strangers, according to John Wesley. That means I make as much as I can so that I can save as much as I can, so I can give as much as I can. It doesn't mean that I make as much as I can so that I can fill as much as I can. So I can have bigger houses. Three bedrooms not enough, I'll take 10,000 square feet, Two cars is not enough, I'll take seven cars. And I know that even a Civic can get me from A to B, but I can get there in style. A stranger considers all these things. This place is not our home. And when you build a home, you build it with the reality that it's borrowed for a time. And when you sit in a car, you realize that it's God's car taking you on God's errands. That's a stranger mentality. Even Peter in 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12 told the people of God, you are sojourners, you are strangers in this world. This world is not your home. Yeah. Often I ask young people, what do you want to do with your life? And they'll tell me wonderful things. By the age of 21, I want to have a business. I want to have a million dollars. And I say, what then? Yeah. Well, I want to have a family. That's wonderful. What then? Well, then I want to retire well with no debt. Great, what then? Well, I guess I'll die. Die then. Great, what then? Few think of life after death. And yet we are to live life with what happens after death, which means we invest. We don't put all our eggs into the basket of this world we invest in the kingdom of God how do we invest in the kingdom of God we do so by sharing our resources with those who have less than us and even if you have little there's always somebody that is worse off than you we share our time our energy our gifts as an investment for the kingdom of God. Don't be one of those stewards who shows up on Judgment Day and says, I've hidden my talent, and I'm giving it back to you. Let us be stewards that say, you've given me two. Here's four. It's because I've invested it in the kingdom of God. And so, my dear friends, we are strangers in this world. And because we are strangers in this world... We have a prayer, we pray, and that is verse 19, 18 rather. Look at verse 18. Here's the prayer of the stranger. Open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. You know what the problem with Laodicea is? It has closed eyes. It is blind. It does not see wondrous things in the love of God. And the Lord knocks on the door of the Laodicean and says, Open the door that you may open your eyes. What God's people need today is discernment. Discernment to understand the days we are living in. Discernment to have open eyes of what is happening in the world I got news for you. CNN will not tell you what's happening in the world. And those of you who are Fox people and going, Yes, I love that guy. Let me tell you also, Fox News ain't telling you the truth either. You want to know what's happening in the world today? Ask the Lord to open your eyes and go to the Word of God. And through the Holy Spirit, He will give you discernment of the times we are living in. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things in your law. And the last part is verse 17. Deal bountifully with your servant. That word Gamal doesn't only mean deal bountifully. It also means wean. Wean your servant that I may live and keep your word. You know, I think of babies when you think of weaning. And by the way... I don't know how you feel about it, but you're being born again today. You're brand new babies, and you're starting off on baby food. And at at summer camp, we do this game at times where we put something on the eyes of, of of kids, and then we bring baby food out. And when I go buy the baby food, I look. I don't look for those sweet stuff like banana and no. I go for the green beans and the spinach and the ones that would really give facial expressions. That you're like, how could? He? Babies enjoy this but but you know babies go through the stage of milk and then from milk to baby food and then from baby food you smash up potatoes, mashed potatoes and, and you know I'm an Eastern European. I love mashed potatoes. You give me mashed potatoes and, and my son Levi when he was weaning off of milk and I gave him mashed potatoes and he hated it. He, I mean, he would do this number where, like, I'd do the airplane and he'd be like, "Mm, mm, mm," and I would try to trick him. And then it got personal. I'm like, you're the son of an Eastern European. How could you hate mashed potatoes? But friends, what the Lord is doing is he's trying to wean us off of this world. So that we can start enjoying the bread of
1: life.
0: You know, the world can't stand the bread of life to eat it. It's boring to them. You start sharing the bread of life in two seconds. They look on their phone and they're like, what's on TikTok? It takes time, doesn't it? The weaning process. That's why I don't tell people you need to have an hour with Jesus every morning when you start off. Start off with 10 minutes. Why, if that's even hard, start off with one verse. But show up every day, create that habit, and after time that one verse will turn into one chapter, and over time it will turn into a great feast. You don't start off with a feast. As a baby, who, who in their right mind Would take a brand new baby and put an eight ounce steak in front of them and say, oh, this will make a man out of ya." (laughs) And yet we try to do that with people. We try to jam things into them when they need the milk of the word and then they need to grow. And here's the other danger. How many of them have been baptized and are still on the milk for 10 years? I'm telling you. I will. My, my, my kids got weaned off of that stuff. They're on tofu and Beyond Burger. You see? And so the point is that as Christians, if you're not growing, it's because you're not in the weaning process of getting to the wonderful steak of God's word. The real meat of it, right? Now, don't come to me afterwards. I know about meat. I'm telling you spiritually here, all right? The point is that sometimes bad things happen in this world to us. And maybe it's just wickedness, or maybe God is weaning you off of this world to remind you that you are a stranger here. Can you be okay with that? And sometimes when you and I ask God, why is this happening to me? And why is my circumstance not better? And why is it? Have you forgotten about me? God is saying, no, no. No, no. I'm just reminding you that this world is not your home. Yes. Amen. Yes. And is it okay with you if I'm weaning you off slowly the things of this world? Is it okay with you? And if you love Jesus and you're part of the process, can you trust him when he's weaning you off of this world? I told you that camel is the word or, or, or the uh, animal for gamel, And camels are known for a couple of things. They're known for drinking lots of water at one time. They're also known to go through the wilderness with the water that they have stored. We are to be like the camel, immersed in the water of life, so that in this wilderness, we carry the water of life with us. Because God's people at the end times, in Revelation 14, 12, after it talks about the third angel's message, and it talks about all the wicked who receive the mark of the beast and who have no rest day or night. In Revelation fourteen twelve, it says about those who have the patience and the commandments of God. Bless those. What are people doing in the last days that are to walk with Jesus? They are in the word of God. They immerse themselves in Jesus. They walk with Jesus. You know, dear friends, as strangers in this world, we are to live different than the world. We are to start investing in heaven. And I think now's the time to do it. We are to pray for discernment, and we are to pray pray that as God weans us off of this world, it's going to hurt because things that securities around you that you are used to may be removed. But you are to trust him in the process. But your life will be saved. I heard a story one time of a pastor who visited Scotland and he came back and he shared the story. He said up in Scotland during persecution, there was a A Christian who memorized Psalm 119, and I I tell you, I I give him courage for that, because in Bible times, they also memorized Psalm 119 as a child. To learn their alphabet, they would learn their A and and memorize the first eight letters, Aleph, and and then memorize, learn Beth, and, and memorize, and so Jesus, by the time he learned his alphabet, knew Psalm 119 by memory. And I've tried many times, and I never got through Olive, so I'm still working on it. But this Christian did so, and and so he was going to be hanged for his faith. And there were still people who were pleading with the queen to save his life. And so, while people were pleading with the queen at at, at the castle to save his life, he was out uh, with the uh, executioner to. And so they gave him his one last will. What is it you want as your last will before we hang you? And he said, let me say Psalm 119, recite it before I die. And so they granted him that wish. And if you've ever read Psalm 119, it's not the shortest chapter in the Bible. And so he started reciting it from verse 1. Blessed are those. And so on. And by the time he got through the middle towards the end, someone on horseback came quickly and said, Stop the execution. Stop the execution. I have a letter from the queen to save his life. Literally, Psalm 119 saved his life. If he would have said, Let me say John 3.16, he would have been dead. But that leads me to the point that this man had a relationship with the Lord, immersed in his word. And friends, in the last days, there isn't going to be much for us in this world. But if you're close to Jesus, if you hide his word in your heart, in your heart if you walk with him, it will be salvation to you. Your relationship with Jesus saves you. And when you walk with Jesus, his word lives in you. You abide by his commandments. I don't know the things that you struggle with here today. I don't know the plans that you have for your future. But may I appeal to you today. Number one, would you consider yourself a stranger here? Would you stop amassing wealth for this world? It's not going to be worth more. It's not going to get better. It's all going to go away. Would you choose to be a stranger with me? A citizen of heaven. Would you pray a prayer with me? Lord, open my eyes. Would you allow him to wean things out of your life? Maybe it's that expensive car you wanted. Can you let him wean you off of that? Maybe it's a bigger house. Maybe live in a warmer climate. Will you let him wean the things of this world out of your life? It'll be painful. Trust him. Will you today pray with me? that we choose Jesus above all. Let's pray. Gracious Father, thank you for Jesus. He knows what it means to be a stranger because John 1 says he came into the world, he came unto his own, and his own treated him as a stranger. This world was not his home, yet he came here to save us. And then he, he shared with us I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also. Oh, that is home. Father, in my mind, I think of Jesus coming. I see him take us home. I see the gates of New Jerusalem open up. And when our feet enter, we will feel at home for the first time. Ah, that's the place where we belong. This world is not our home. Father, open our eyes to discern the times we're living in. Is this the time to amass wealth or is it the time to share the gospel? Open our eyes for the times we're living in and wean us off of this world that we may live with Jesus forever. In his precious name we pray,
2: amen. Well, we appreciate Pastor Martin, that beautiful message. Uh, he always blesses us when he comes here. Uh, right now, we get to, I'm going to move this over because I want our four candidates to come up. Uh, Tamara, and Vanessa, and Kay, and Zach, if you want to come up, we're going to do the reading of our vows. And I remember when I was baptized and thinking of your sermon, where would he go? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that in 1982 the Seventh-day Adventist Church supported you can come a little closer <laughs> <laughs> quite the reputation huh, you say, huh? in 1982 the Seventh-day Adventist Church supported 80% of all medical missionaries around the world we have the second largest parochial system next to the Catholic Church in the world, we're in more countries than any other church, probably because we build hospitals We start schools. We train people to take them over. And that's a beautiful part of being part of a Seventh-day Adventist. It's about filling our lives with as much good together. You'll be able to do a lot of good yourself in your own sphere of influence. But when you join the church, it's something we share together. We share a mission of investing in people. Not just their bodies, but in their minds and spiritually. Because the only purpose, the reason we exist, is to prepare people for the second coming of Christ. God didn't need just another denomination. He needed a denomination with a focus. Knowing that Satan's trying to destroy this body, to destroy this mind, to destroy me spiritually. And God raised us up to fight back for people. And that's a beautiful family to be a part of. To try to be light and salt and. Now, to be a member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, there are certain beliefs that we all hold in common, which is why there aren't six different Seventh-day Adventist churches in the world. There's one. And these truths hold us together because they're based on God's word. So I'm going to read these, and and afterwards I'm going to ask if any one of you wants to give a a testimony. Uh, You'll be welcome to do that. Okay, But I'm going to read these, and after I read each one, and there are 16 of them, just say yes the affirmative. okay do you believe that there are three distinct personalities in the godhead namely god the father the son of god jesus christ and the holy spirit do you believe that the bible is god's inspired word and is it your desire to make the bible your creed for all christian doctrine and manner of living do you believe that jesus came in our fallen flesh number one to show us the true nature of the Father, two, to die for our sins, and three, to be our example. Number four, do you believe that it is the work of the Holy Spirit to lead us to Christ as our personal Savior and to daily impart the life of Jesus to us? Amen. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior? Is it your desire to serve him with your whole life? Do you believe that Jesus is right now interceding for you in the most holy place in the heavenly sanctuary? And it is your desire to cooperate with him in having sin cleansed out of your life. Do you believe that God's ten commandments are still binding upon the Christian and that it is your desire to keep them by faith? Is it your desire to keep the fourth commandment, the seventh-day Sabbath, from sunset Friday to sunset Saturday? Do you believe that the gifts of the Spirit? Uh, do you believe in the gifts of the Spirit? That every member is a functioning part of the body of Christ. Do you believe that Ellen G. White had to received the gift of prophecy and that she served God faithfully as a prophetess in these last days? Number eleven. Do you believe that the Seventh day Adventist Church is God's remnant church? And that He purposed this church to prepare the world for the soon return of Christ. Number 12, do you believe that Jesus is coming soon and that he will appear visibly with all his angels to redeem his faithful from every generation? Do you believe that the wage of the sin, wages of sin is death and that every soul is resting in the grave awaiting either for the resurrection of life or the resurrection of damnation? Do you believe in healthful living and choose to obey God's laws of health Refraining from such things as alcohol, caffeinated drinks, narcotics, and smoking? Yes. Do you believe in baptism by immersion as a public confession that you have given your life to Jesus? Yes. And lastly, do you choose to support God's work with your tithes and offerings and your talents? Yes. Okay, very good. Well, you've heard their affirmation to these beliefs. I want to share a little bit about each one and give you an opportunity to to share. I'll just go ahead and start here with Vanessa. I don't know how long we've been studying, but I enjoy it every week. Uh, right now, we, we went through all the baptismal vows, and we studied something before that. Now we're going through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, and we are in chapter three. Three. We're in chapter three, yeah, in the seven churches. Yes. So I have very much enjoyed it.
3: Yes, I Is, do too.
2: Did you want to say something?
3: Yeah. Well, I just want to say that I'm kind of shy, too. But I just want to say that I am grateful to Pastor Ware. When I asked for stuff, first it was my brother, Douglas Say. He was studying with Pastor Ware. And he got baptized. And I said, I want to, too. I want to understand, you know, some things. And he said, well, you better call him. Here is his number. And so he gave it to me, and I called Pastor Ware. And just the willingness right away. I've never seen... I've never had the opportunity of having a pastor study with me. But Pastor Ware has always been, and he calls faithfully. And I'm so grateful And the way he just speaks about the love of God. I learn now. You know, sometimes you're in church, but you think that God's damnation is on you, and you're going to burn, and you're going to... Pastor Ware has been teaching me about the love of God. And I'm learning now that... Jesus does love me. That He does love me. I was going to be. I am. Um, I was supposed to be at work today. And um, I said, "Lord, I'm supposed to be baptized, but I have to be at work." I said, "If you want me to do this, I will ask and just give it to me. I know that you, you want this. So I want. To, so I went to the lady that works with me, and I said. We take care of an elderly man. I said, you know, Sister Stubbs, I'm supposed to be baptized this week. She says, really? I didn't even ask. She said, okay. I'm here today. And I'm not here to say that. Satan is a liar. He wanted to keep me from this. But I want to make this last, this last commitment and to stay faithful. So I ask that you pray for me that I be faithful to God. I just want to thank that's the way, thank and we continue our studies.
2: And the young lady, Ebony, that's saying that is Vanessa's daughter. Oh, so very talented family. I remember the first night Kay came into our church. She came with Rose. Rose is in the back here. And so you knew Rose before you came here, but, but uh, I remember Kay walking down here for prayer meeting, and she kept coming to prayer meetings. She starts coming to church. We've gone through the baptismal vows, and I think everybody who knows you really appreciates um, your desire to continue to search and study and to share. And so, uh, did you want to share something?
4: Seventy years is a lot to share. I come from stiff-necked Missouri Synod Lutheran people, generations men who worked on the inside did the woodwork on the inside of churches. People who went down to St. Louis to get pastors for the first church in Milwaukee. I'm from Wawatosa. That's neither here nor there. I was in the corner drugstore and a woman handed me a card. And that was the beginning of a new relationship with Christ. How to eat, how to live, how to be healthy, and today, because I've been welcomed in so many wonderful ways by all of you, my life has changed. A pastor who has made himself so available. I can't tell you how much grace has grown in my life since I stepped foot in this church. Thank God for this Bible. Thank God for the wonders that are in this Bible that I never, ever knew. A living Bible that can live in my life through me to others. He's got a message for us, all I know. Too soon, old, too late, smart. That's it.
2: One of the things all four of them hold in common is they they actually were off the milk already. They, uh, they actually knew a lot. And, uh, we weren't starting at ground zero. And I appreciate how God's led each one of them. Um, Zach and Alyssa, I got to know Zach through Alyssa. Um, and we started off with uh, kind of marriage counseling type stuff, and then we went through the baptismal vows, and now we're going through another uh, set of studies. But I can just tell you, this young man, um, especially now that we're going through the concept of righteousness by faith, I mean, he makes comments. We're going through the questions and answers, and the Lord's blessed you with a good mind, and I know God's going to continue to bless you as you study His Word. And of course, our prayers for you and Alyssa. And we want you to move to Ohio. But, uh, but they live in, he lives in Indiana. He works in Indiana. So anyway, we still feel like we gained a son. Okay. Did you want to share anything? Sure. Um,
5: first, thank you for your, your time, for your studies, and taking the time each week to uh, study with us. Um, I did uh, grow up being Nazarene uh, for several years um, as a kid. Um, and then when I was um, 17 or so, I started uh, also to be Nazarene, but more on my own outside of my parents' influence. And, um, and then recently I moved to be uh, with a non denominational church uh, for about two years. Um, and now recently uh, I've been a part of this and the studies and stuff. So I'm very thankful for the teachings and the uh, kind welcome. Um, I also, if you can pray for me and Alyssa to be newlyweds, um, so I pray that you, uh, that we can have a good, healthy marriage, and that God can bless us, and that we can continue to grow in a church around there, or wherever God puts us, later in our lives, so thank you very much.
2: Amen. Well, God brought you two together to do more, because you can do more than being separate Tamara, I've met for a short time. You've been here before, but I got to meet her a little bit this morning. I'm not the one that got to study with her, but she was studying in Ukraine, preparing for baptism, and has been here for less than a week now. But uh, we are so thankful for you to be joining our church, because we know we are so blessed by the Ukrainian family here, And, and certainly Bo and his wife, Kate, your daughter you like to share something?
6: If you don't mind, I will translate. This is Tamara, my uh, mother in law. Obviously, I'm her favorite son in law. So, uh, I will share her story of how she wanted to become uh, baptized in my own words, and I hope I uh, will do it justice. So, about about 20 years ago, there was a horrible tragedy in her life and her family, and um, there were people, even in her own family, that uh, gave her the Bible, the Word of God, to help her find hope, and she she was trying to read it, but she didn't understand. She was uh, bitter because she didn't understand how did God allow this to happen, and she had this internal fight back and forth, closer to God, further away from God, closer to God, further away from God, not understanding how can God let this happen, and uh, she started with milk, where she would read simple Bible stories, and she thought that's just fiction, like any, any other fiction on TV or in books, but she started understanding and internally feeling that every time she would be further away from God, she would feel worse, she would feel um, anxiety and all kinds of, maybe even anger. And um, if she would get closer to God, she would feel peaceful. And that was 20 years ago. And just like the Psalm, I think, 190, takes a long time. It's very long. But 20 years later here, she understands that um, being with God is the best thing. You can do. Amen.
2: Well, this time, we're going to proceed with our baptizing. After they've been baptized, then you will, Pastor Martin will then, uh, will then you will invite them into fellowship. We'll vote on that. So I guess we'll go ahead. Uh, and I think the first one is, is it Kay? Okay. So why Kay's there, when she comes out, then the next one will come. I think, I think it's uh, tomorrow. Go ahead. You're going to sing.
7: We're going to turn to 307. I am coming to the cross. 307. I am coming to the cross. 307. Gigi, need
5: this? you give each woman a rose? Oh, where are they at? Oh, right there. Yeah. Okay.
2: And Zach, too? Zach.
1: I am coming you to, to the that cross that the Do you want a cup of tea to come and I do am it yourself or, and or do you and blind? I am counting all by drones I shall full salvation find I am trusting, Lord in thee Oh, the Lamb of Calvary. Humbly I, thy cross I bow. Save me, Jesus, save me now. Long my heart has sighed for thee. Long has it with thee. Jesus sweetly speaks to me. I will cleanse you from all sin. I am trusting, Lord, in thee, O oh, the love of Calvary, humbly at thy cross I bow, save me, Jesus, save me now.
2: <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
7: Let's continue. With verse 3. Here I give my all to
1: thee. <laughs> Friend and time and earthly store. So i I am trusting, Lord, in thee, O the Lamb of Calvary, humbly at thy cross I bow. Save me, Jesus, save me now.
7: Okay, okay, let's go to number four. Jesus, come, he'll feed my soul, perfect and
1: in him I am, I am every woman born, glory, glory to the Lamb, I am trusting, Lord, in thee, O the Lamb of Calvary, humbly I I cross I bow
7: Save me Jesus, save me now. Three or three, draw me nearer to thee. Three or three, three hundred and six, three or three. Three or six, sorry, three or six.
1: I am Thine, O Lord, I have heard Thy voice, and it all Thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith, and be are drawn to Thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, bless Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, bless his Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Amen.
7: Amen. Amen. <laughs> Verse 2.
1: Consecrate me now to the service, <laughs> Lord, by the power of <laughs> grace divine. When my soul looks up to well, the steadfast and my will be lost in thine Draw me nearer Nearer, bless his Lord To the cross where thou hast died Draw me nearer Nearer, bless his Lord To the precious bleeding side O oh, the pure delight of a single hour, that before thy throne I stand. When I kneel in prayer and with thee, my God, I commune as friend with friend. Draw me nearer, nearer, bless his Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Need three nine,
7: three or
1: nine.
7: All to Jesus I surrender. Three or nine, three nine.
1: Blessed say
0: glad that you
2: Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
7: Three twelve, three one two, near the cross. Three twelve, near the cross.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. is be stay
7: 428.
1: 428. 428. Let us learn, Lord, this way. But faith, we can see it afar. For the Father waits upon the way to prepare us a dwelling place. There. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by we shall meet on the beautiful shore, we shall sing on the beautiful shore,
3: the melodious songs of the blessed,
1: and our spirit shall sorrow no more, nor desire from the blessings of rest. In the sweet, by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet, by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. To a beautiful Father above, we will offer a tribute of praise for the glorious gift of your love and the blessings that all our days. In the sweet, by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet, by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. 432, four hundred and thirty-two, four, thirty four, three, two. We've got two
7: of them
2: <laughs>
1: All we gather the river where bright angel feet have trod with his crystal time forever so we buy the, wall, and go out there and the again, throne of God. Yes, we'll gather on the river the beautiful the beautiful river Together with the saints of the river, thou flows by the throne of God. On the margin of the river, wash up, up His silver spray. We will walk and worship ever. All the happy golden days. Yes, we gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river. Gather with the saints of the river Thou flows by the throne of God. Here we with the shining. And you, everybody we stay up here all night. Okay. okay. No, it's a good with idea. The so people can get started. out And yeah. provide and rope and come. Yes, we'll gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river. Gather with the sense of the river. Thou by the throne of God.
2: Well, you have heard their testimony and their agreement to the beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, but now it's up to you as a church body to actually officially vote them into membership. May I have our four candidates up front again? Tamara and Kay and Vanessa and Zach. Okay. Do I have a motion to vote them into membership? Okay, it's been moved. How many are in favor? Say aye. Aye. And some of you raised your hand, so I take that as an aye. It has passed. Welcome to Seventh Avenue Church. And we have a gift for you. This one's for Kay. Hamara? Vanessa. And don't go anywhere, we got something else. And Zach. Now we also have a rose for each one of you. Am I doing this right? Tom? Where's Tom? (laughs) Just wait. (laughs) This is for the three ladies. And we have one more. That's right. <laughs> this is not for you. You're to give this to Alyssa, okay? <laughs> Welcome to Seventh-day Adventist Church, and then after his prayer, we'll have the congregation meet you in the back.
0: Okay. All right, so we're going to have benediction. We'll also pray for the food downstairs, if that's okay. So as you go down, you can just start enjoying guests oh we'll do yeah so go have have a seat and then we'll uh do the congregational singing our closing hymn i believe is 445 445 if you find it please stand and we'll have closing prayer and opening prayer for food
7: (laughs) if we can stand up for 445 i am but a stranger here
0: Father, our hearts are filled with thanksgiving this morning for the salvation we have in Jesus. Amen. I'd like to pray this morning for Kay, Tamara, Vanessa, Zach, that your spirit may surround each one of them, Amen. that you will bless them. I pray, Father, that you will guide us the rest of this day, this week. We thank you, Father, that you've not only nourished us spiritually, but you have physical nourishment. We ask that you bless the food that you've provided. We also pray, Lord, our hearts are aching for pain and suffering in the world. I pray for Ron Moore's mom, who's in the hospital. Our thoughts go to those in Ukraine. We pray for peace, Lord. That's our request. Above all, I pray that you surround your children with your presence, that you will comfort the grieving, help the hurting. But above all, Lord, I pray the prayer of John the Revelator. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, come soon to end all wars. And, Father, before I finish now, perhaps there's someone in the Valley of Decision right now And with all heads bowed and eyes closed, your spirit moved on hearts. Is there someone here that has made the decision to say, yes, I want to be baptized. I want to study. I want to be a stranger in this world, and I want to be in heaven. With all heads bowed and eyes closed, you just raise your hand and let heaven know that you want to study and you want to be baptized. God bless you. He sees your hands. God bless you. You may put your hands down. Lord, you've seen those decisions. Thank you for salvation. May your spirit go with us as we depart. In Jesus' precious name,
5: amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: I want to...